1: Hello everybody, welcome to Financially Speaking. My name is Karen Cook and I'm your guest host for today. Happy New Year. I know you're all getting ready to go out and party tonight and I hope you had a chance to listen to last week's show because we talked about being safe, healthy, happy, and alive this New Year's. So today we're going to talk about personal happiness and how it directly affects your financial success. So how important is your personal happiness? does your personal happiness help or hinder your financial success? And I will bet you already know that personal happiness does equal financial success. Now, the old saying goes, money buys happiness. Does it truly buy happiness? Does it really make you happy? And I know some of you are shaking your heads really hard and loud, and I should hear it, going, yep, 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 if I had money, I'd be happy. There's a lot of people in the world that have lots of money but aren't happy. And the first that comes to mind is Robin Williams. As we know, a few years ago, Robin Williams took his own life. Uh, maybe we did or didn't know he suffered from depression. So money couldn't fix that. All the medication in the world, all the best doctors in the world, all the money you could possibly have. Did that really buy Robin Williams' happiness? And there are many others. The list on and on and on. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, one of my favorite beautiful icons, um, I guess the 50s and 60s, born in 26, allegedly took her life through an overdose in 62. So, and again, mental illness plays the role in that as well, undiagnosed bipolar disorder. So, does money happy? It might make things easier, and I do agree it does. Money is everything, the root of all evil, but the root of happiness too. But let's find out if they go hand in hand. So can money make us happy? Well, research does suggest that having a higher income does affect happiness, but only up to a certain point. We all know that money can't buy happiness. You can't buy yourself to be happy, but you can be happy Having money to pay for things that might be a necessity, and we don't have to worry about our money. So a certain amount of money is needed for the building blocks of happiness, or at least security, right? It's quite difficult to be happy when you don't have any access to the basic necessities of life. So if you can't pay your mortgage, your rent, your bills, your car insurance, your house insurance, your commercial insurance for those of you that have a business, if you pay any of your uh finances, and along with all of the incomes, all of the outcome, right? So you have to pay all of your bills, your internet, your satellite, your phone, your cable, if you have that, your uh, electricity. so it goes on and on and on, and we haven't even talked about groceries. Goodness for you have pets, dogs, cats, they can be expensive. I have dogs, three of them, so yes, I have a dog fund because <laughs> I know someday I'm going to need that dog fund, and I do. They're in the vet twice a year if nothing goes wrong. So that is a necessity to me, but I suppose it would be considered under a luxury. But that makes me happy to have money to take care of them. And let's talk about children. If you have children at home or growing boys, good God, your whole paycheck goes on food. These boys, 14 to 17, will eat you out of house and home. So money can buy a little bit of happiness, knowing that I have the money to take care of my family, my bills, and myself. So income has a positive relationship with happiness or life satisfaction. So the impact of income is greatest among those who have little money, but it does not stop mattering, even if someone is able to meet basic needs. Income may not be the most important contributor to how happy people are, but money does matter if only a little bit. So when we compare the average lifestyle action or happiness of people who live in different nations, the wealth of the nation is a strong predictor of the happiness of its citizens. With exceptions, the least happy nations are the poorest, and the most happy nations are the richest. We've all seen the commercials, especially this past season, about helping in Africa or over in the Middle East to send money. UNICEF stands up to help those who are in need. I'm sure you commercial of the poor little guy lugging in his bare feet to the water well, which you wouldn't want to bathe in or crap in, let alone drink out of. So that's a poor country. You can only be as happy as your country or the people around you are. So yeah, they have nothing. I'm sure, they have some happiness because you have to find it. Even if you're struggling, you're injured, you're disabled, you were laid off, you were fired, your business went belly up, you lost your savings, you've had to spend through them, see came up, right? We have to find happiness, little things that make us happy because we get caught in the depression. So not having money, obviously not making you happy. Having money can help happiness because you get to pay your bills. You get to survive. But what's more important, money or happiness? And some of you probably just yelled out money. Some yelled out happiness. Some yelled out both. Some yelled out, if I had one or the other, it'd be great, right? If I had one, I'd have the other. If I was happy, I'd make more money. If I had money, I'd be more happy. Oh, that might be true. So they they are kind of related, but one can't buy the other. So money is the main component of the economic part of wealth. So money is only one of the resources that is needed for happiness. So to answer this question... Happiness is more important than money because happiness is the end. Money is just a part the means to achieve happiness. So the hard truth, the truth that none of us should to believe is that nothing will make us happy. Rich, poor, married, single, family, animals, children, healthy, unhealthy, disabled, or not. These aren't the things that make us happy. Happiness really is a choice. You can choose to be optimistic. You can choose to want to be happy. You can choose to look at the glass as hell. You can choose not to believe that the grass is greener on the other side. Because guess what? Sometimes it's not greener. It's dead. You might look at your neighbor and go, wow, a great home. They have big property. They have a, They're married. They seem happy. They have a good family. He works. I see their children. They have a dog. They must be happy. You know that for sure. Be thankful for what you've got. Be happy for what you have. Because trust me, things can always get worse. And as bad as we think we are off financially or in our life satisfaction, it really can always get worse. So happiness is a choice, but more than that, it's a of mind. So what does that mean exactly, you might be asking yourself? Well, let's think about this. Do you feel like you deserve what you have? Do you feel you deserve more than you have? Do you feel that certain things, maybe your older car, your older house, your old lawnmower, is, or someone around you is beneath you? Do you think you're better than them? Do you think you're not as good as them? Do you feel grateful for what you have? Are the people and things in your life a blessing? Does your neighbor's kindness help you? I have a fantastic sister, a great family, awesome neighbors. My house is old for sure. It's probably got its quirks. But I'm thankful for my house. I'm thankful for my old vehicle, which will be replaced soon, right? The money is coming. And I'm thankful for my beautiful, beautiful Chinese Sharpays my two beautiful girls, Lacey and Piper, and my newly adopted little buddy, Leo. So I'm very thankful that I was able to a home for them. I'm thankful that I have the money to take care of them. If you know Chinese Sharpays, you know their issues. Everything from the eyeballs to the butthole. So inside and out, so you need the money. I made that choice. I rescued the first one who's left us already, and that's where I went. So I'm thankful that God has graced me, or my higher power, that I have the money to take care of because, gosh forbid, if something happened, I wouldn't have the money. That would make me very unhappy. So looking at the little things, sure, who doesn't want to live in a multimillion-dollar home? Who doesn't want to drive a Mercedes or, I don't, let's see, a limo with a driver? Me, I want a motor home. That's next year. No, I shouldn't say that because it's be tonight. The new vehicle's coming in two months. The motor home's next year. So you see, I'm planning ahead getting me gathered, and I know a lot of these things are going to help with my life satisfaction. So how does affect happiness, you might be asking yourself. People who earn money tend to experience more positive emotions focused on themselves. While people who earn less money, greater pleasure in their relationships and ability to connect with others. You don't need a lot of money to have fun. I speak from experience here. I uh, was injured. Of was almost 12 years ago now, a workplace injury, no fault of my own. If you've heard past shows, you will probably recall this. I was an operating room nurse, saved a woman from falling on the floor, utterly rolled her over, being told not to do that by me, and told them if fell, would be an issue, and that's exactly what happened. But after delivering a baby C-section, how well are you to be able to function? Frozen from the boobs down. I save her, blow my back out, ruin my I'm told by specialists, you'll never walk or work again. Well, I have not f- stopped doing both. And today, I successfully own my own company, KC Training Plus. I am teaching first aid courses, babysitting courses, stay safe, setting up businesses for success through Ministry of Labor and Occupational Health and Safety. I write and schedule. I know that I can't work five days a week. So I work what I can, but I make more money because I'm not paying someone else; I'm paying me. So it's all coming back to me and my business and my family. So it worked for me this way. It took a long time to get there. But I understand going through ODSP, WSIB, uh social assistance, being from one credit card to pay the other, bouncing money around the the credit the, the bank accounts, not paying bills, getting two three months behind, except the mortgage. Never ever bounced on the mortgage. Only once, I think. And it was just late, that's all. And it was just a mistake, an honest mistake. So I understand That's. it's not happy. But again, guess where I looked for my happiness? Oh, yeah, I'm the dog lover. So I looked at my dogs. Because if I'm not happy and I'm upset, so hey, they feel my stress. You know your four-letter words, your swear words that you really don't want to say in public but sometimes come out. Can't say them in my house anymore. My little piper, my little five-year-old, tiny Sharpei gets all upset and she'll start to shake. And she's got to crawl on you and scratch at you. And when you're in a bad mood, that can bother And then you're taking it out on them. So I'm consciously aware. My happiness is not their not their responsibility. My responsibility to keep them happy and not stress my poor little bit babies out. So as I am now able to make more money, I am able to keep up on bills. I'm able to save a little bit. I'm able to put a little bit away financially, being financially responsible. And I know I'm digging my way out of the hole. You might be going, oh, my God, you spent 11 years, 12 years in a hole. Well, it's kind of been a roller coaster ride. But when the flare-ups happen and I can't work, I have no problem. So I really have to budget. And thank goodness I have an awesome financial advisor, whom you know original host, Kathy Cook-Noble, who has really been my lifesaver. And I've learned so much from her that I'm able to be functional now on my own and be able to figure things out with a little bit of help. So find that person that's going to help you. Take the money you have. Look at what has to go out. I know you can't save. You best if you don't have money. But you can figure it out. It doesn't matter how much you have coming in. I You can figure it out. It will work. And, of course, Once we start being more positive, we start looking for the more positive versus negative things. We become more optimistic. The glass is half full. Grass is greener on my side of the lawn. This makes me happy. This makes me satisfied. This makes me centered. This leads to my life satisfaction. The money does come. As a healthcare instructor or professor for many years at college, I tell my students this, and I believed it. And it happened. By the time the success was coming, the money was coming too. And they've all told me those stories. I want it. I like what I do. And I moved up in my career. And I've had them come back and guest speak to show the new students this will work. So we need to look at the smaller things, the small successes that add to our life satisfaction. So on that note, we're going to go into our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk. We're going to really get into talking about how it affects happiness and how it values our happiness when it comes to making our money. So you are listening to Financial Speaking with your guest host, Karen Cook, today on, on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back.
0: Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Essentially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, and today we are discussing personal happiness and how it directly affects your financial success. So before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about how our money can affect our happiness, how we want to look for small successes. So your wealth does predispose you to different kinds of happiness. While wealthier individuals might find greater positivity in their accomplishments, their individual achievements, less wealthy individuals seem to find more positivity and happiness in relationships, ability to care for and connect with others. So there's always something, no matter your income, your wealth, your status, that we can look for to make us happy. So the upper class does exhibit greater pride, tend, and us that may not be considered upper class do focus on compassion, love, and awe, because we can't. We're we're more emotionally out there. So one thing is certain: your reality and on your financial circumstances. So how that plays out moving forward. In a nation with wider and wider income gap, will be critical components of how we fare in the coming decades. So that gap of wealth is an issue too. And if you're living in California, I'm sure you experience that. I mean, here in Saint Thomas, Ontario, Canada, Salou, um, I see they live so very different. Me, my house, the whole house, is probably not as big as the smallest celebrity's bedroom. So how can they even fathom? how I would live, and how can I fathom how they are. I mean, our billionaires who who make a billion dollars a year, a billion with a B, I'll take a $100,000, i will take a million. I can't even fathom having that kind of money. Oh, couldn't I save the animal in the world with that? But the things we could do with money, right? But I can do small things too. I can donate to my animal shelter, which I do. I can donate to my church, which I do. I can donate to the charities of my choice that are local, and I do. You don't need a hundred dollars or a million dollars to donate. Two dollars goes a long way. Five dollars goes a long way. So I how does valuing money affect my myth? Right? That's important to me. To give to my church, to give to the animal shelters, to buy the cookies that the girl guide comes along. Not that I need the cookies, but I'm supporting my community, my neighbors, these children. And okay, they are good. So it may seem that money is a sure path to prestige and happiness. After all, many of our most well-paid citizens are held up as role models of success, leading seemingly perfect and viable lives. But still, some people embrace the opposite idea. Money can't buy you happiness. So which of these is right? In recent studies, scientists have found that the connection between wealth and well-being is not clear-cut. While some studies seem to talk to well-being, others show that after a certain point, A higher income will not bring happiness or life satisfaction. Marilyn Monroe, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Robin Williams, just to name a few. And the list goes on and on. Uh, People who had money, who somehow ended up dead through their own hands. Their fault or not, direct or indirect, meant to do it was an accident. But it's happened. So money doesn't, exactly by happiness, it doesn't fulfill your basic psychological needs, like belonging and competence. That's why making more of it will increase your happiness, even if you value money among everything. In fact, it might do the opposite. The more money you have, if you can't buy that spouse, oh, and please don't do that. (laughs) If you can't buy the family you want, if you can't buy the happiness you so desire and need, if you can't buy the acceptance, Marilyn Monroe never felt accepted. I love Monroe. No, I wasn't alive before she passed. But I just know so much about her because I thought she was the most beautiful woman that ever graced earth. What a beautiful woman. lot of problems. Just wanted to be accepted. I don't think she realized she was. But having a mental disorder underlying her issue didn't, have, didn't really help. But she had money probably more today, but she had money. She says she had marriages. She never had the baby she wanted. She was very famous, but not happy. So when does the search end? When do you get what you really want? So does money be happiness? So what can money do for us and what can't it do for us? People society are often focused on pursuing money, and they don't think there's anything bad about that. But in terms of your psychological, well, there's all sorts of negative consequences. It might affect your problem-solving abilities. When people feel their self-concept is threatened in some way, they become more self-protective. So they don't experience low self-esteem. So if your self-esteem is into money, a financial stressor will cause a lot more stress than it would for someone who doesn't feel that way. So if you're investing, investing, investing in the stock market, it goes down a little bit. That can crash everything in your mind. It could cause you to sink into a depression. Let's talk about the... Mark crash of, what was it, 29? No, oh, I can't remember now. Early in the 1900s when they had the big stock market crash, people were killing themselves. That's all they focused on. Losing their money, losing everything, lost everything. I'm poor. I can't survive. I'm going to kill myself. I don't think any of them life insurance, and if you did, the suicide cover that. So they left their families, their spouses, their young children because they couldn't cope. Was it worth your life? Is it worth your life? The answer is no. Nothing is worth your life. You get one chance at this. You got chances to make money. I went through so many careers, you would not believe it. Healthcare, the legal field, teaching, education, business sector, automotive. Uh, I went through all sorts of careers, and it all worked. And really, none of them made me rich. I lived comfortably till my injury. I've struggled the last decade. I'm back on the rise and have been for a little bit now. So, and I do have dips, but I know I think positive and I know where I'm at. And oh yes, I joined politics. So being a counselor for my ward in my county is, is something that makes use my brain. I get to sit at home in my comfy chair, do all my research, do my emails, get myself prepared, go to the meetings, go to the events. And I feel good about that. It's not a nine-to-five Monday to Friday. I know I'm not going to be down for six weeks because I take care of my back. Because when I'm personally unhappy, it doesn't matter. I can't go out and make me. So my personal happiness does affect my finances. So I found a way to opening up my horizons, being open to ideas so that I could try and experience something different, that I could try something different. And everything I learned, everything I experienced, everything I achieved, educational, work. World experience has brought me to this today. So open up your mind. Start to look positive. Trust me, the universal answer. It did for me. So when people take a step back and have a broader perspective on themselves, that's often enough to take out that self-esteem rumination, the narrow focus otherwise we might have. And I was like that. I get stuck in the pain. It's a tunnel. I see the pain. I do. I can't work. The pain, the pain, the pain, the meds, the meds, the meds. Can't function, can't think, can't move, got dizzy. I learned how to really, as a nurse, I learned how to make that special cocktail of my prescription medications so that I didn't get the highs and lows, so they don't get the fuzzle head, so that I can function and not be in excruciating pain. Now, nighttime's a little different. Sometimes I experience it at night. I got ice, I got cold, I got a T-zone vibration. I got everything I need here to make myself be able to function. So I look at it in a positive way now. Not negative. Don't focus on the negative. It takes you over, and, I, and I'm speaking from experience. So it can also be the case that people simply want money to do something that it can't. Getting money cannot give me self-esteem. It's happiness. It's a byproduct of meeting those psychological needs, like meaning or feeling competent, having close relationships, having a sense of autonomy. And basing your self-worth on financial success actually detracts from fulfilling those needs. So you can't just focus making money. That's great if you're money-driven. But please don't allow that to affect your house because if you lose some money, you make a bad investment, the stock market tanks again, which it kind of did there, what, 10 years ago or so. Goodness gracious, the second coming of disaster. comes back up. It always does. The roller coaster ride always peaks when it goes down into the bottom. Peaks for the peak. Okay? So money and happiness are two things that seem to go hand in hand. We often can't discuss one without the other. While well, we've all heard the saying, money can't buy happiness," more often than not, we are feeling down or stressed about not having money and how make our life easier. And yes, money does make life easier. But again, is it buying your happiness? It, you might feel happy that you got to pay your bills. Wow, I don't have to worry about being kicked out of place this month. But it's short term, right? So it's all about how you manage your cash flow. Even people with highest paychecks can be unhappy and stressed out to enjoy their lives. Working 80 hours a week, getting a great paycheck, paying your bills. The more money you make, the more money you spend. Is that not true? I have a vehicle that's more than 10 years old. I need a new one. I know that. But then the money's coming. See a new vehicle. See what I mean? The more money you make, the more money you spend. And you might be going, well, you need one. And I do. It's probably being together with duct tape and super glue at this point, outside and in. So I know I need one. I need one soon. So, But I'm not going out to buy a $50,000 car because, hey, I got a job. I need some good money. I'll pay 500 months on a car, 500 bucks a month. No, I'm not going to do that. I will most likely buy something five years older in decent shape so that I'm not spending 60000 on a car over a four-year term with the interest that's going to go along with that. And by that time, maybe on it, it depreciates, what, 10 to 15, 20% by the time you pull it off the lot. And I get buying a new car is nice and I could, I could, but I've thought about it and thought about it. And there's a few I've looked at and thought, no, I'm just not prepared to spend 40 to 60,000 on a car when I can go five years older and get it for maybe 20,000. That's me. But I think logically I'm still in that mode and I still plan to be in that mode for the rest of my life don't want to spend more, but you know what I think? I can invest more for my future someday and retire. I don't have to work till I'm 80. So here's the thing. Having more and more money probably won't make you happier or feel more fulfilled. But learning how to better manage your finances and having a better relationship with your money will make you happy and more fulfilled. It's all about how you manage your current cash flow. So having too much money can still make you unhappy. Studies that people who understand how to manage their personal finances properly and responsibly will lead your lives, no matter what their weekly paychecks look like. It's because once you can manage your personal finances effectively, you will no longer spend on things that are not important. As a result, you have debts that are associated with money mismanagement. Not having to worry about debt will more than likely increase your level of happiness. So when you use the credit card this month, you can pay it off next. No hidden interest fees, which are what? 20 freaking percent? God, they sure make a kill, don't they? Changing your bank account to not pay bank fees. Not robbing Skeeter to pay Paul. Using one credit card to pay the other. Not getting your bills behind because that dollar, that $2, that fifty cents and late fees, they add up. And it's 100 bucks on a credit card easily. So that being successful, that is saving money, that is managing your time, and that may start to add to your happiness. Okay, on that note, we're going to take into our second break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about ways to be happy, even when we're dirt poor. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen today on the Inspire Choices Network, and we will be right back.
0: Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 canada 613-800-8736 or skype us at Inspire choices network you can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca now back to the program
1: Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook. Today on the Inspired Choices Network, we are discussing how our personal happiness directly affects our financial success. So how can we be happy even if we're dirt poor? We have no money, that's the end of it. Firstly, recognize that everything you have is a gift. The truth is, we don't deserve anything. We earn what we have. Nobody deserves to to have money. Nobody deserves wealth. Nice, sure. Happiness too. We have to make it. So when our worldview is in the right place and we realize that every single thing we own is a gift from a higher power, it becomes a lot easier to maintain an air of humble gratefulness. Right. Secondly, realize that this is a training ground. You are to Whatever you're going through, you're picking up valuable skills that you can use later, whether it's becoming a super efficient person with money, an ace budgeter, communication skills through heart-to-heart talks over sensitive subject issues with maybe your spouse or your friend, your grown person. Thirdly, consider that status symbols are arbitrary. So everyone in your neighborhood has a pool in their backyard. I look into two of them. I don't have one. A brand new car. My neighbors have great vehicles. I don't have one. Does that mean I have to? Do I deserve that? Well, maybe I. I think I do. Right. I don't have to adopt anybody else's standards. A neighbor across the street with the farmland, the big equipment, probably worth more than my house. Right? I'm not jealous. I like what I have. I'm satisfied with what I have. I'm happy with what I have. Okay? I don't need to be somebody else. Oh, well, granted, I can look at all these celebrities and go, well, it'd be great to have their money, but want their life. Look at the lives they live. Pick one. It doesn't matter. Show me one today that has a lasting relationship, a lasting marriage. Fidelity, honest, no sex tapes getting out for the world to see, even if they didn't mean it to happen, and I quote that. Are they happy? I don't know. Maybe they present that, but I don't know. I don't want to trade my personal life for anybody else's because it could be a lot worse. So the fourth thing, read hiring books. If you're struggling with status symbols, read books. Even if you're not a good reader, you don't like to read. I mean, my sister likes to give me books. Right, So I've been reading a lot of books. Well, I love Arne Dickinson. If you know who Arne Dickinson is, oh, my gosh, she's awesome. And really, her career started at about 50. So I'm getting there. Awesome. Wait to be as rich as her at 50. So she wrote a book called All In. Oh, my gosh, awesome read, easy read, so inspiring. I've met her twice. I love her. So read the book. I've already read, read it again. I've read it twice. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's a really good book. I'm actually in the middle of reading that one right now. The Wealthy Barber or The Wealthy Barber Returns and or David Chilton. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One by Dr. Joe Dispenza. That's one I have right now. He also wrote Evolve Your Brain. It's think. So if you're a negative pessimistic, woe is me, my life sucks crap. Now the best ones I have so far that I just got where you are a badass at making money through the mindset of wealth. And the other one is you are a badass, how to stop doubting your greatness and start living an life, both by Jen Sincero. Can't wait to read those. I'm not a fast reader. I think my sister reads a book in about an hour, which would most likely take me two months. But I'm trying to read them, and I'm learning, and I get my marker out. I like to read when I'm in the tub. But there's a visual or I like to read out swing in the summer months so and I get my highlighter and my pencil and my pen and I highlight phrases I used to turn down the pages but I don't want to ruin my book so I'll highlight it and uh, sometimes I do turn down the corners. so because it's important I want to remember it and I want to read it every now and then to keep myself positive and I'll make my notes right oh you did this and you should do that right so grab it and go for it there's always down where you can read even if you read you know, one oh yes. Yeah, sticky tabs. There you go. From our chat room. Sticky tab to put in to have so you don't have to wreck your book. So, so easy, but so far from my mind. But yes. Yeah, so read. Do, read something. You don't have to go out and buy an expensive book. When people ask, what do you want? Say, I want this book. Read me this book. There's another one that I found online. I think I might read. It's called The Millionaire Next Door. I'm not sure who uh, wrote it. saw it when I was looking, doing some research. So I think I might read that. I, I bet you it's about being envious of the neighbor next door who may be the millionaire, who I perceive to be the guy across the street with the acres and acres of farmland. But again, would I want to be up at four in the morning doing this? Absolutely not. Good. Okay. So read a book determine what you really want out of the fifth area. So get a handle on what you want for the long haul. It helps develop long-term goals in thinking about your situation. But be okay with the temporary state of being dirt poor. After a while, whine, moan, complain, how are you, what oh, 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 my life, people talking to you. And when you start to have that self-awareness going, wow, I'm, I'm being a real dork, Who's going to want to talk to me? You know when you ask somebody how are they and they tell you about your aches and pains. I have learned not to ask how are you. It's only rhetorical. Fine, but I'm good. How are you doing? Like, I don't even do anymore. Some people have gone into telling me the truth. So I don't want to hear it. The sixth point, surround yourself with the right people. Take a look at your friends. Cheering you on, are they bringing you down? It's not just that. Take a look at all your relationships. I dated a guy 17 years. Broke up last year. Brought me down, 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 down. Until I was out of the situation, I didn't realize how down I was. How my thinking and negativity had changed. How my personal appearance had changed. I gained more weight than I would ever have imagined. I'm on the rise. My mindset is back. It's coming back to where it was. I'm being more positive than negative. I'm taking on my persona, not his. Granted, relationships suck when they end. You don't go in it to end I could still be stuck in that, and I was stuck in it for an, a lot enough, a lot enough time. I'm not give any more negativity, pessimistic, woe is me, my life sucks. I won't do that because the universe speaks to you, and I want it to speak positively to me. So I am now surrounding myself with the right people, positive people, people who build me up, people whom I can build up. Because I'll tell you now, it is easier for somebody to drag you down than it is for you to pull them up. Don't be mother if you're not their mother. And if you are their mother, bring them up. Seventh one is set boundaries for yourself. Do you know that it's okay for you to say no? It is okay for you not to waste your time doing things that are not important to you that somebody else might feel that way. But I mean, not to be rude to people, but if you're constantly helping somebody else, not thinking about your own situations, you can't better yourself either. So if you're constantly thinking about your financial situation, how you can squeeze more mileage out of every nickel, wondering if you're going to make ends meet, you do burn out. It is exhausting. And it keeps you in that activity. Set your budgets. Brainstorm your sessions, your worry time. Set a worry time. Have a half hour where you're just going to worry and you're going to cry because it's going to be okay. Write everything down so you're not trying to juggle it. I guarantee this freedom of thought will make me feel 10 years younger. It does. I feel younger today. Right? A bonus to this, even if it might break the rules a little bit, your best ideas and solution will come to you when your mind is relaxed and probably thinking about being totally unrelated. So keep a paper and pen handy. I have it on my bedside dresser. I have it in I'm surprised when I go, I, I do aquatics, uh, whatever, aqua fit in the pool at the water, three to four days a week. I'm surprised at what comes in my head when I'm not thinking about it and I'm just enjoying my experience. The eighth point, believe that this is just the season. I'm not talking about believing the impossible. I'm not talking about pretending to believe. I'm talking about knowing that things will get better. Be determined. Make a plan. Educate yourself, whether formally or informally. The Internet, you can Google anything. I'm depressed. How can I be happy? I have no money. I'm dirt poor. You can Google this stuff or whatever search engine you're using. So find out how to be more positive, right? You will find that job. You will build that business. You will pay off that debt. You will be diligent. You will work hard. I did it. And when you decide, I want to do this or start my own business, don't forget to look at all the grant money and facilities that are available to you. I went through all that. I went to a facility in St. Thomas. Wonderful woman named Tara through that. And I received a $5,000 grant to start my business. And I'm going to tell you, that went a long way. And I received so much more than that with the guidance and the help and the networking and everything that she had to offer through her company. And I have been like a dog lapping it all up. want to teach me, I'm going to learn. The ninth point is to learn to enjoy the process seem to be impossible right now, I know. But I can tell you that there's a reason why people call couponing the grocery game. Because it is a job and they're in it to win it. Right? And if you've listened to any of the previous shows, go back. I tell you all couponing and apps and making money while you spend money. And I'm telling you, you, it's like a job. It's like winning the lottery, like earning $20,000 a year. Let's say 12000 a year. You can save $1,000 a month or more on groceries. The 10th point is goals. I can't stress enough how important it is to have a goal. Being poor, mucking along, no light at the end of the tunnel, it like there's no way out. It's disheartening. It sucks. I know. Have a goal. Something you're toward. It's a complete game changer. It doesn't have to be a big goal. My first goal a few years ago was to quit smoking. That's about three years. Three, four years ago now. Had a health scare. So everything's fine. Never became of it, but it scared me straight. I thought, that's it. Six months later, I'm smoke-free, going on two years. Then I decided, oh, boy, I'm eating more. I'm going to start to eat healthier, cut out carbs. Lost over 36 pounds. Granted, it crept up a little bit in December, but we're back on track. I feel it. Then I rid of the big 150-pound weight, the X. Took a little while to get that back in that mindset, but I'm coming. Right. I wanted to join the Y, I wanted to be healthier. I right? something to help relieve the pain on my back. Being in water does that. So I did that. And then I decided I want to own my own business. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And boom, 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 there we go. Set your goals. And my biggest asset is my brain. Because my body, as much as I'd like, looks there. Sometimes it says, Hey Karen, I need a break. <laughs> then it's done. But the brain doesn't stop. So I changed the way I work. The last point is plan for the occasional splurge. If you can't budget to allow for a splurge, you're gonna go crazy. I don't care if it's two dollars a month or I don't know what's it cost me coffee today. I don't know, I don't drink it. But again, that's your splurge. Going out for an ice cream, your favorite place for dinner with a loved one or a friend, going to a movie. They're tiny splurges, but they're very important. Something special you can do by yourself, with a loved one or with a friend. It helps you from going crazy. And not getting Out and saving every nickel is not a way to live. You have to have little splurges, little successes, little celebrations. And if your big goal is to go to Florida, which I start to save for so we can go again, that might be in a year or two. But come. But there's a lot of little things happening, like my little car I'm about to get. I guess it's not a little one, but it's a big triumph, right? The The first big one coming in February is getting a vehicle. So start to plan for the little things because it does make you a little bit happier. All right, let's go into the last break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about our money and our finances directly affecting our happiness. You are listening to Financially Speaking. I am Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back.
0: Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, today on the Inspired Choices Network and we are discussing how our finances and our happiness get together. Does money make us happy? Does happiness give us money? <laughs> so before we went to break, we were talking about ways that we can be happy even if we're dirt poor. So the money doesn't have to give happiness, go the other way. So continuing on with that, uh and it's what we talked about focus more on experiences you should use your money invest in experiences rather solely on material things for ourselves the memories you get from activities that you experience are invaluable they remind you of connections friendships people in our life and this of course is more important than anything that money can buy invest in time making money shouldn't be the only thing going through your mind You should also make time for other activities that bring you joy and fulfillment. Spend your free time working on projects, participating in activities that have nothing to do with money. There's a lot of stuff you can do for free. It's called volunteer. You can do many things. You can do crafts. We talked about vision boards way back when. Listen to that one. You can learn how to do a vision board to focus on the positivity, to get rid of the negativity. And I'm going to tell you from personal experience, it works. It absolutely works. Make your experiences enjoyable. After a while, your daily routines can become just that, a routine. Makes life boring, eh? (laughs) It could increase your want to spend money on unnecessary expensive things. If you're bored and feeling sorry for yourself, you want to go out and feel better. You spend money. And by the way, going out drinking tonight because you're unhappy, miserable, in the middle of a breakup, not good. Alcohol is a depressant, my fine fellow friend. It's not something to make you happy, so be aware of that. And of course, what happens when you go out drinking when you're in an upset mood? You become miserable, and then the police are called, and you're in jail for fighting with everybody. So drink restively tonight, my friends. Uh, and if that's all the money you have, and you're going to go out and drink it all away, maybe just take half. Maybe it's not a good idea to drown your sorrows. That's a phrase for some reason. So try to make your daily experiences as lively and enjoyable as you can. Don't become, don't, don't let it become part of that humdrum, woe was me like? Okay. Avoid unnecessary debt. I have credit cards too. Yes, there's debt on those credit cards. Yes, they're almost paid off. Yes, I paid late fees. No, it was not smart. Probably half the stuff I put on the credit card if I need to. It's not a need, it's a want. So don't go spend your money on your credit cards because you want to feel good about you or you saw something on the shopping channel you want. You don't need it. Do you need it? Is it really going to make you happy or is the debt going to make you miserable? Okay. Pay first. Prepaid credit card. Pay the credit card off after each month. Try not to. I know if they have points, it's great. But if you get in the points but you're not paying it off, you're not active. Okay? Consider investing in others. Donating. We talked about the donations to the church. Belong to a community, a church, a not-for-profit. It really does make you feel better. It doesn't the money I ever had, I always gave to the animal shelters. Always. And it made me feel good. And you know what? Start today. When you learn to manage your personal finance well, you'll experience a feeling of comfort and satisfaction. Happiness comes from the amount of money you have in your bank account. But knowing that you're financially able to spend time with friends and family and responsibly enough to deal with your debts before they get out of hand. They say money doesn't buy happiness but financial planning can and does create happiness for the people who thoughtfully develop and implement their plans. So there are so many ways that you can plan financially to contribute to you happier. So just very quickly before we end create your own vision for the future. Doesn't matter what anybody else says, create what makes you happy. Make sure you can go on vacation without worrying about your spending, your budget. Guess what? Tomorrow is January 1st, twenty. It's a new year. So let's do it. Okay? Let's all do it together. Let's create our vision for the year. Let's go on a vacation without worrying about it because we're going to budget. We're going to give better gifts, not 20,000 gifts and filler gifts to family and friends. We're going to budget that. We're going to donate to more causes we care about because we're going to budget. And that will make you happy. Don't stress about covering your living expenses. I know what you're going through. We're going to budget. And that's going to make us happy. Being able to deal with uncertainty. We're going to budget for things that come up. My fund. That's going to make me happy knowing I have the money there for them. You won't ever have to live under a mountain of debt. Because we're going to budget. And that's going to make us happy. You know your family's needs will be met. Even if you're gone. God forbid something happens to you, please drink smart tonight. Please travel smart tonight. Please go home safe and sound and alive to your family. Jail, hospital, morgue, not an option. Not an option. Not today. Too many ways for you to get around and be smart. So stay, be there for your family, but God forbid you can't. You need to you need to budget for that. Your life insurance. Getting our affairs, more, it's always a good thing. You're a thoughtful and active participant in the global community right, being around there, being positive. You're an engaged investor. You're watching the news. You're watching the financial markets. We're going to do this because that's going to make us happy this year. And you'll be able to share your financial education with others to help them realize their goals. If not for my sister, Cassie Cook-Noble, your regular host, I certainly wouldn't be sitting here today educating you on finances. I would still be learning. So find that person, that one person in your life that makes a difference That's not just your sister. That's your best friend. That's the person that you look to role model your life after. And that's who my sister is to me. I suppose she might say the same thing. But in a way, we're different people, complete opposites, but similar with our goals, values, and what we want to do in life. And thank goodness for her, because I have crawled out of the hole. I've become positive. I've learned to manage my own finances rather than depend on my baby sister. So find person who helps you be you. That's going to help you make money. And at the very note, I'd like to say one more thing. As Mae West once said, I've been rich and I've been poor. Believe me, rich is better. On that note, have a wonderful New Year's. Please be safe, drink, drink and travel responsibly. And please join me next week, which will be New Year. So please have a wonderful, happy, safe and healthy New Year.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m.